Hey everyone, my name is Jason Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Coastal Church Podcast. I'm super excited for you to hear this message. We believe that God wants to speak to us, and we hope that you're open to hear what He has to say to you today. Enjoy. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. My name is Jason. I'm one of the pastors here. If you're a guest or visitor, I'd love to meet you. We're so glad you joined us here tonight. We're pretty laid back and chill here at Coastal. You can dress however you want. I always tell people you can dress however you want. You just got to wear clothes. Uh, you can come with rubber boots, your jogging pants, and a baseball cap. You're welcome to be here. And uh, yeah, we're just a, a laid-back gang of people who are on a journey of following Jesus. Um, and we know that the Bible teaches that God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at your heart. And so we're not really con- concerned about your outward appearance. We're concerned about your heart. And God's concerned about your heart. And so we're so glad you joined us here today. Um, we are not in a sermon series this week. We're kind of in between sermon series. And so next week... We're going to do a sermon series called, Who is God? And we're going to look at the Father, we're going to look at the Son, and we're going to look at the Holy Spirit. And one of the questions that comes up probably the most, it'd definitely be top five for me, and some of you have asked me this question, which is super cool, is like, the Trinity. So, how does that work, and who do I pray to? And so, I am really excited to dig into this next sermon series, because I feel like I'll be able to take a little deeper dive on that whole business. So, that's coming up. Next week. Now, one of the things that's really cool about a standalone sermon when we're not in a sermon series, it gives me freedom to preach um, kind of things that are on my heart, share things that are on my heart, um, which I love doing the shared sermon series we do across our three campuses, our three churches, um, but it gives me an opportunity to share something that's on my heart. And if you want to get teed up with a message that really gets you going for Love Week, I encourage you, do yourself a favor, Go on to Yarmouth Wesleyan Church's YouTube or Facebook page and listen to the sermon that AJ preached this morning. Because he really talked about some of the things that we have to do in order to get ourselves in a position to love other people. And so if you want to do that, go ahead and do that. Because tonight's sermon, although it ties into Love Week, tonight's sermon isn't necessarily a setup for Love Atlantic. Is that okay? I guess it's going to have to be okay because I'm going to preach it, right? <laughs> so, but tonight's message is a little bit different. And so we'll dive into that here in a second. But before we jump into that, um, how many of you really love to travel? All right, a whole bunch of this. Yes. My wife and I love to travel. Now, let me ask you a, another question. How many of you, over this past summer, you traveled? A lot of us have taken time to travel because we were cooped up. We all had cabin fever for like two years. And it's like, get me out of here for a week or two, right? Now, I know kind of who comes to our church and I've kind of watched you guys on Facebook how many of y'all caught a Jays game this summer? There was a bunch of us in both services. We went up and we caught the Jays. Now, when I went up and caught the Jays with my wife, and they lost. It was a fun game, though. Beat by the Red Sox, but that's all right. It was an entertaining game to watch. But, you know, yeah, a lot of us travel. And a lot of us travel. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. Um, and a lot of us travel to kind of get away. And, and, and there's lots of different reasons why we travel. A lot of us travel for, to have, like, a good experience. Uh, we want to see uh, an entertainment, uh, see an event. Um, some of us travel down to Florida. Some of our uh, kids like going to Disney. We travel for all these different experiences, and it's really fun once you get there and you experience things. And so there's really cool parts to travel. You get to see different things. You get to experience different things. You get to eat really, really good food, usually. Um, so usually travel's really, really fun. That's the cool side of travel. But how many of you know there are not cool parts of travel? Right? Like early morning flights or flights that get in really, really late or flight delays. We all love flight delays, right? 
Or don't you love getting stuck in the airport for like hours on end with a bunch of tense, grumpy, ugly people? Not ugly people. People that get ugly. Sorry. You're not ugly, okay? But people that are like getting ugly because they're, they're upset or they're frustrated or they're angry. You know what? It's challenging after you go through a day of travel, particularly on the backside of your travel day, when you've got whining, grumping kids. Man, it's like, Lord, take me now. And you know what sometimes is even worse? Whining and grumpy adults. And so there are not cool parts to travel, like when you have to pay for travel. You kind of see the statement in your bank after you did, and you're like, what did I do? And so there are painful parts of travel. One of the painful parts of travel for us here in Barrington is usually, I don't know about you guys, but when you fly, typically our flights, or when I fly with my kids, we get in late. We get in usually like supper time or after supper. And usually the flight from Toronto, we didn't get supper on the flight. And so usually the kids and myself are really, really hungry. We're tired. And we're kind of getting ready to get our bags. And we're kind of a little grumpy. And guess what we got to look forward to? A three-hour drive. And so we come, and what's the thing you have to do once you get off the airplane? You got to go get your what? Your bags. And so you're sitting around waiting for your bags to come on this carousel with a bunch of people that are hungry and are probably a little angry and are all all likelihood are really, really tired. You can, like, cut the tension with a knife as you're waiting for this bag to come. And so baggage claim can be like a really painful part of travel, especially if they lost your luggage and it was kind of late getting there, or you just had a long day of travel and you just want to be home in your own bed. Baggage claim can be a painful part of travel. And a really painful part of our journey in life as we travel through this adventure called life is baggage claim. And I'm not talking about the stuff you pick up at the airport. I'm talking about the baggage that we all claim in life based on life that's happened to us. There's all, we all kind of have baggage. There's all stuff that we've inherited or we've received or we've kind of done, we've received because of decisions that we've made. We all have baggage in life that we claim as our own. And man, it can be a struggle. You know, last week we kind of, you know, one of the things we mentioned is that we pray for a messy church. We prayed for a messy church, and we continue to pray for a messy church. But you want to know what makes the church messy? It's our baggage. It's the stuff that we bring from our hurts and our hang-ups and our habits and from our past that that we all have. We all have this stuff in our lives that, that weighs our souls down, that kind of Messes with our head and messes with our emotions and messes with our, messes with our motivations. There's stuff that kind of weighs us down in life. Now, some of this stuff that we have, some of this baggage that you and I all claim, some of it has happened because, not because we've done anything wrong. Some of the baggage that you and I carry are from stuff that's happened to us in life. Some of us grew up in homes where our parents meant really well But because of the baggage that their parents had, maybe we weren't raised in a way that we ought to be raised. And it's not maybe anyone's fault, but we have baggage because of it, right? Maybe that's you. Or maybe it is our parents' fault. Maybe you were um, in a home growing up and there was abuse involved. Maybe maybe you do have baggage from someone that willfully chose to, to do something that was hurtful. 
Maybe you grew up in a home where there was a separation between your parents. Or maybe you're someone who was victimized in some form of abuse. And so you carry scars. You carry this, this baggage. You're carrying maybe fear or shame or guilt or different things that are weighing your heart and your mind down. So there's some stuff, some baggage that we carry that maybe isn't a result of anything we've done, but it's stuff that's happened to us. Maybe that's you tonight. Then there's the baggage in our lives that we carry because of decisions that we've made. Because we chose to do things that was unhelpful. Maybe we made a decision in a relationship that was really, really unhelpful. Maybe we made a decision to to not honor the marriage vows and that's brought baggage into our lives. Or maybe there's an addiction we have in our lives to try to pad out the pain, pad out the baggage, but that's led us to have actually have more baggage in our lives. Or maybe for you, you actually, because you're a hurt person and hurt people hurt people, let me say it one more time, hurt people actually go and hurt people. And so maybe you've hurt other people and that's created baggage in your own life. Maybe you've burned bridges in relationships and that's created some baggage in your life. So for some of us, it's because of choices that we've made. The Bible talks about sin and not listening to God and as a result, we have baggage. So maybe you're here tonight and it's stuff that's happened to you. Maybe you're here tonight and it's choices you've made. But irregardless, I believe every one of us at one point in time in our lives has baggage. And oftentimes we don't know what to do with it. And generally speaking, for those people that make the decision to become Christians and accept Jesus into their lives, usually it's our baggage that leads us to the point where we're like, man, I need a higher power. I need something outside of myself to fix the weight I feel in my soul, right? You come to the conclusion that I can't fix me. I'm just too broken. I'm too messed up. I, I don't have the power. I've tried all kinds of different things, and I can't, I can't fix my own life, so I actually need something else. And so we go on this journey of searching. We start searching, and, and for a lot of us, we come up to God. We're like, God, I like, maybe, you can, maybe you can fix some of this stuff. And so maybe you can take away my guilt and shame or the anxiety and the fear. And so oftentimes we come to the point where we come to Jesus, and we ask the Lord to forgive us, and we come to read about him in the Bible and understand that Jesus died for all the sins of the world. And so that leads us to make the decision, accept Christ. And there's lots of different things that bring us to that point. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a hole in your heart. You felt empty inside because of all your baggage. And you're like, man, I need something to fill me up. And so you come to Jesus. There's a, a, a famous uh, journalist from, from England. His name was Bernard Levin. And he said this. He said, there's a hole inside of each of us. However much you try to fill it with food, drink, relationships, possession, it aches. There's this aching hole inside of you that only one person can fill. And it's Jesus. And so we come to Jesus for lots of different reasons. Maybe it's because of our hurt from our baggage or this hole we have in our heart or a crisis that comes in our life. We come to Jesus and we ask God to forgive us for our sin. And it's amazing the stories even in this room here tonight, the moment or the period of time when you accepted Jesus, you felt this sense of peace. You felt this sense of forgiveness. You felt God pour his love into your heart through the Holy Spirit. And like maybe you were on fire for that first little bit. But before too long, you notice in your walk that maybe that feeling starts to wane a little bit. You start looking in the mirror and you realize, yeah, I'm really different. I believe God has authentically changed my life, but 
I still got stuff that's weighing me down. I still got stuff that these recurring thoughts that I can't seem to get free from from my past. These emotions that tend to control me and make me feel like things I don't want to feel. Like, yes, I believe I'm forgiven, but for some reason, as a Christian, I don't feel free. And the truth is of the gospel, the good news of the gospel is the gospel about Jesus. The good news about Jesus is more than just being forgiven. And I love talking about this. The gospel is more than just forgiveness for the baggage, forgiveness for all the stuff. The gospel is forgiveness and freedom. And we tend to just focus on the forgiveness and we miss out on the freedom that Jesus offers to all of us. Now, here's a caveat I want to say, and I don't want, to, I don't want you to misunderstand the message here tonight. There are some things that we carry as humans, like a health condition, or scars, or what, whatever the case may be for you, that for whatever reason at times, the Lord in his wisdom chooses not to take away from us. The Apostle Paul, the Bible says, he has a thorn in his flesh. And we don't know what that actually means. But there was something Paul had, and he asked the Lord to remove it. And the Lord, three times, and the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. So if the Lord, for whatever reason, as an exception to freeing you from something that's holding you down, something that's weighing you down, as an exception, if the Lord doesn't take it away, he promises you to give you the grace to get through it. But this is the exception. It's the exception that the Lord doesn't take things away. We just default to thinking, that's just the way that I am. That's just the way that I feel. That's just the way that I think, so I guess that's it. And we actually don't believe that God actually wants to set us free. And I guess I'm here with a microphone in my hand tonight to say from all my heart, God wants to bring freedom into your life. Because the gospel is more than just forgiveness of sin. It's freedom. Freedom from our baggage. And the Bible actually commands us to do something with our baggage. You know what it is? It's throw it off. Now this is someone's luggage right now, but for an illustration, I could pick this up and chuck it at Eric. He wants us to throw it off. He wants us to be rid of it, to get rid of it, to throw it off, to strip off every weight, Hebrews chapter 12 says. Throw off every weight, everything that is bogging you down in your relationship with God. The scripture commands us to throw it off. Let's be rid of it. And it says to run with endurance the race that God has set before you. Every single one of you in this room has a race that God has for you to run. He has an incredible plan for each and every one of you. And it is blow your mind amazing. But in order for you to run that race effectively and freely, you've got to throw off the baggage. You've got to be rid of the things that hold you down. You've got to let it go. Because God loves you just the way that you are. But he loves you too much to keep you that way. God loves you just the way that you are, but he loves you too much to keep it you that way. 
Do you know what your baggage is? Do you know the stuff that's kind of weighing you down here tonight? Is that stuff coming to your mind in your head? Sometimes it's hard for us to, to identify our baggage because we've actually believed it's actually part of our identity. That's just the way that I am. That's just the way that I feel. That's just the way that I think. That's just what I'm like. And I would just encourage you, don't accept your past and the stuff that you bring with you as part of who you are. Because your past does not define you. What's happened and choices you've made and things that have been done to you, that does not define you. Guess who defines you? Jesus. He made you. He loves you. And he defines you. Your past and your baggage doesn't make you who you are. But for a lot of us, we've been formed by our baggage. We've been formed by our past. We've been formed the wrong way. And so we think the wrong way by times, and we feel the wrong way by times. And these things have control over our lives. But God wants to transform us. He wants to make us into new people. He wants to reform us and transform us into his very image. And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. You see, We've allowed bitterness and guilt and shame and all these different things to form our spirits. But Jesus commands us to, to, to name the baggage. To name that baggage. What's that thing for you that is holding you down and hurting you in your relationship with God? Is it a hurt from the past? Is it bitterness? Is it guilt? Is it shame? What's that thing that's holding you down? I want to encourage you to name it. You all received a card on your way in. And if it comes up during the sermon now, we're going to give you another opportunity at the end. But if there's that thing that comes to your mind that's like, that thing is weighing you down, just go ahead and write that down on that piece of paper. Name that thing that you're like, this is the issue that I have. So the first thing you need to do is name the baggage. Can you all say name the baggage? You guys all right out there? This is my like partway through check-in. You all doing good? All right, just hang in there. So how do we actually like, how do we actually do this? How do we, you know, we, we name our baggage, but how do, we, how do we kind of strip off every weight according to the scripture in Hebrews? The Bible says we actually have to, to look to someone. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Where I find hope in this struggle, and the first part of this sermon is really heavy, because right now, all y'all, all y'all aren't thinking happy thoughts right now, are you? You're like, Jay, you co I come to church tonight to think happy thoughts, and you got me thinking not-so-happy thoughts. I'm thinking about all my stuff. I'm thinking about all the stuff that weighs me down. Like, come on, Jay. Well, oftentimes, you have to talk about the bad news first before you get to the good news. And here's the good news. The good news is that someone has come, and he's claimed your baggage for you. He's gone to the airport. He's picked it up from the carousel. He's actually not giving it back to you. He's paid all the baggage fees. And his name is Jesus. And that's such a freeing thing. And get this. It's actually true. Jesus took all of our baggage upon himself. All of our sin, all of our weight, all of our shame, all of our fear, all of our anxiety, all of our guilt, every hurt, every rejection, 
every single thing that we carry every single day, the Bible teaches us clearly that Jesus took all of our burdens. He took it to a cross. He nailed it to the cross, and he broke its power over your life. So you could be forgiven for sin, but also freed from sin's power over your life. So baggage no longer would dictate and control your mind and your emotions. That's what I find so freeing about this gospel, this good news about Jesus. It's more than just forgiveness. It's actually authentic freedom by faith in Christ. This is what the Bible says. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you're healed. Eugene Peterson put it this way. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin, free to live the right way. This is freedom. His wounds became your healing. You were lost sheep with no idea who you were or where you were going. Now you've named, now you're named and kept for good by the shepherd of your souls. Jesus took all of our baggage. He nailed it to the cross so the bondage of baggage could be broken in your life. Your baggage does not have the authority to control your life anymore. Let me say that one more time. Your baggage does not have the authority to control your life anymore. It does not have the authority to control your emotions or give you these recurring negative thoughts that so many of us struggle with from our past. Jesus broke the power of that stuff so we could be free indeed. The Bible says, he who the Son of Man sets free is what? Free indeed. But a lot of us, like, I don't know about you, but, like, how many of you want to deal with your stuff? How many of you, like, want to kind of deal with your baggage? I mean, I can name my baggage, and I, and I brought my baggage to Jesus, but it's really hard to actually get in there and, and deal with it. And so we have to name our baggage. We have to believe in the one who's claimed our baggage, but then we actually have to do something. We've got to bring our baggage into the light. And I think it's easy maybe for some of us to be vulnerable with God and saying, God, like, this is my struggle. This is what's happened in my past. And I'm just, whether it's a choice you made or whether it's we're being vulnerable or the hurt we have with God and saying, God, like, this is, this is the stuff I'm carrying. And would, would you just either forgive me or would you heal me of this, this hurt I have inside? We, we bring that to the light. I think that's easier for us. I think one thing that's really, really hard, though, with our baggage is not just confessing it to God, but the Bible actually instructs us in James chapter 5 to do what? Confess our sins to one another. And to, the Bible says to, to bear one another's burdens. And there's a level of vulnerability that God's called us to where we actually open up with another physical human being that we can trust and that's following Jesus and saying, I've got hurts. I've got baggage. And I want to be free from it. And it's amazing, the scripture in James, because it says, when we confess our sins to one another and pray for one another, guess what happens? Healing. Healing. How many of y'all know we need some healing in here? And God actually prescribed for us the way to receive healing. 
It's through confession. We think confession is just reserved for our Catholic brothers and sisters. Right? But confession's actually for us all. You've heard that confession's good for the soul. That's not scripture, but it's still true. And we need to lean into this stuff because when we bring our baggage into the light, it's then that the Lord begins to set us free. We begin to experience freedom. I'm thankful that I have people in my life that they know everything about me. That I've been able to confess every single area of darkness in my life to them and they still love me. And they spoke the word of God over me and said, Jason, like, you are forgiven. And what's amazing what happens when you actually open up and confess to someone you trust about your brokenness, about your baggage, it actually, the power of your baggage is broken. You start walking in your new identity in Jesus. You start walking in freedom and in peace and in joy. People wonder sometimes why I'm so fired up and happy and joyful. And listen, that's not all the time. I go through low times. I go through hard times. I go through battles. I go through challenges. But God has given me joy and peace in my spirit. And it's not based on my personality. It's not based on how good a person I am. The reason I am filled with joy and peace is because Jesus broke the power of baggage in my life. I don't deserve that, but I have it, and it's all because of Jesus. The Lord has set me free, and I want desperately (laughs) for everyone to experience the freedom that's found in Jesus. And yes, there's going to be some stuff that's a thorn in the flesh, and you ask the Lord to take it away for whatever reason. He just says, my grace is good for you. But there's way more freedom for us to step into than what we realize, because the gospel is more than just being forgiven. It's also for freedom. So this is what I want you to do tonight. In a moment, we're going to partake of communion. But you all receive those cards on your way in. And maybe there's something specific you feel like is a baggage or a hurt or a hang-up or a habit. And by the grace of God, you want to start the process of surrendering. You see I said start the process? Because for some of us, it's like, putting it down and taking it back and putting it down and taking it back and God needs to work on it over time. That's normal for most of us. What I'd like you to do tonight as we prepare for communion, I'd like you to write down in that little card that thing, that thing that's holding you down, whether it's a recurring negative thought pattern or something emotionally that's hurting you. Write that thing down. And we're going to have communion up here in a moment. But we're in that basket here up to my left, your right for most of you, some of your left. I want you to drop that in that basket. And our pastoral staff here at Coastal, you don't have to write your name on it. We're going to pray over every single one of those cards this week. Because we know that you might make a commitment in an instance, but you're going to need help. Because it's a process. And so that's what I want to encourage you to do. Is take a moment here in a minute and write down that one thing that you feel like you want to surrender to the Lord. Maybe tonight you need to come up for prayer and have someone talk to someone about a hurt or a habit that you have. Maybe tonight you decide you need to talk with a pastor. We'd love to connect with you and meet with you this week to talk about some of the stuff. Or maybe you need to join CR. Maybe you need to do a deep dive into some stuff in your life. I encourage you to join us Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Come for a boss old meal and dig into what God wants to do in your life as he brings us work of healing. You know, the thing I love about our relationship with God, this is so unique. Like, I, like, where else can you get this? You come to God. You lay down your burdens at your feet. 
You lay down your, your, your hurts, your hang-ups, hang all the stuff in your life. You come and bring that stuff to God. He takes it away. Then he pours grace into your life and gives you strength and love and the things that you need. And then he gives you the power and grace and the ability to actually go out and love like him. This week we launched into Love Atlantic and it's really hard to love on other people when you're just thinking about yourself, right? And how many times do we think about our own problems and it's like this, it's consuming us. And all these people are right in front of us. So maybe we need to first come and lay that problem down at the feet of Jesus. Allow him to fill us. And then God gives us the ability to go and love like he loves. So I'm going to invite you into this time just to take a minute, take 60 seconds, and write down that thing. What's that thing that you're wrestling with that's a weight on your soul that you want to try to surrender to Jesus? Let's take 60 seconds. James is going to play in the background. This is more reflective. But take 60 seconds and take time to write that down. Then Alex is going to join us and lead us in communion. this message has motivated you to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus and has inspired you to join us in our mission to take Jesus into every community of Southwest Nova. If you have any questions about the sermon, if you want to know how you can get involved, send us an email at office at coastalchurchns.com. We'd love to get connected with you. Have a great day.